Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. So let's talk a little football, and let's preview tonight the AFC West. Nice. Take a look at their futures over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Some the would only say sportsbook. The only sportsbook. Um... AFC West? AFC West. We've got a, a culvacade. Is that the word? Culvacade? Not the word. Sounds about right. Camp, what, is it, what is it, Cam? Cavalcade? Cavalcade. Cavalcade? Yes. Cavalcade. Cavalcade. Is that, is that in the right context? Yeah. Well, uh, what were you going to say? Cavalcade? Is that cavalcade. like multiple things? Yes, like a plethora of a, things happening. A plethora a of things. All right, we have a cavalcade of teams that are more than likely going to be in the run for some substantial football here in the AFC West. Uh, Let's just get it out the way first and foremost. The Raiders will not be one of those teams. The Raiders stink, okay? Outside of the Raiders, I think everybody is pretty much interesting. Look at the Chiefs. We know they're probably going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, Not apparently to my my partner in crime here who's going to go with the Buffalo Bills, I believe. Or the Brownies. Or the Browns, of course, the Browns. Yeah, actually, you have the Browns going to the Super Bowl. Um, My Browns. The Chiefs. My Browns. The Chargers, who have Justin Herbert, a lot of new coaches in a lot of new places, new offensive linemen, uh, some interesting defensive pieces. Don't they have Asante Samuel Jr. in in, uh, Los Angeles? I think they do have Asante Samuel Jr. But anyway, uh, that Chargers team is interesting. And, of course, the Broncos, who named uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Is it Teddy? Teddy, yeah. Teddy. Teddy. Teddy's going to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos, Broncos. who I took over eight and a half wins. You took the over on the Broncos? Yeah. Let's start there. Why'd you take the over on the Broncos? I did it on Friday. Uh, you know what? When Teddy is surrounded by weapons. And I love the Broncos, by the way. You know, last year was a weird year, obviously, for, for well, the Carolina Panthers because they lost Christian McCaffrey for the year. Uh, you know, he still had weapons there. But when Teddy Bridgewater is surrounded by weapons in a good defense, like go back to that last year in New Orleans. Like there was a reason why the Saints made him the highest paid backup quarterback that year. When Breeze went down, he went undefeated as their starting quarterback. And I feel like with the right weapons, I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. And I'm just a huge fan of his. You look at the defense, you know, I think they're defensively going to be solid. I think that they play an easy enough schedule other than, you know, obviously uh, when they have to see the Chiefs. But I look at those weapons, man, and if they could just stay healthy, I think they'll be able to run the football. I like the receivers there, and I like the defense. And with that schedule, I just I, I think they win nine games and they surprise some people this year. So I do I do like the Broncos quite a bit. I went back and forth like all offseason. I probably actually, you know what's crazy about that? I probably would have given the job to Drew Locke Same. to see what his ceiling is with Teddy. Maybe you know what his ceiling is. I don't know, but I think I'm higher on Bridgewater than most. If he can actually stay healthy. That's been his problem throughout his career, obviously. The Bridgewater, I mean, the uh, the Bridgewater decision, yeah, like I was saying, uh, comes because of the fact that Drew Locke is just such a wild card. Like, you don't know if he's going to throw a whole bunch of picks. Right. Um, and Vic Fangio obviously believes that this Broncos team should be winning sooner rather than later. So I guess that's why you give the nod to Teddy, who's been a pro's pro ever since he's been in the NFL. But also, back to that defense, and this is why I love the over on them. Uh, the, Denver, the Denver Broncos is because Vic Fangio, defensive-minded head coach. Like, if, if one thing, like, he he lives and breathes defense. And they've got weapons all over the place, right. especially defensively. You know, their their defensive backfield was ranked number one by pro football focus. So, with that being the case, we didn't even talk about Von Miller on the, on the defensive line. Like, they have a lot of weapons. Like, that defense is going to keep them in a lot of tight games. And Teddy Bridgewater – like, historically just plays in a lot of close games. Like, Teddy's not going to give you four, five, six touchdowns a game and light the lamp. Light the lamp. 
cross sports reference every single time. He's not going to light up the scoreboard like, you know, a Patty Mahomes or nobody's even comparing him to that, but he's not going to make a lot of boneheaded mistakes that you probably get from a younger quarterback like Drew Locke. So a solid defense with the, I guess you could say, what do you call Teddy Bridgewater? Is he an above average quarterback or is he an average quarterback? I, I mean, or slightly I, I, above average. Yeah, I guess you could go there. I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to lose you games. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to lose you games. And when you have a defense that's going to keep you in all the games that you're probably going to be in, if you know, if they stay healthy, yeah. that makes me lean the over because Teddy's going to win you more games than lose them. Just simply by being the quarterback that he is, he the decision making, the maturity, the maturation at the position. Yeah. So I love the over in that. And I think their defense is going to surprise a lot of people. And also that that secondary is going to take the ball away, um, buy some extra possessions for Teddy Bridgewater. Or even, you know, let's say something does happen. Teddy Bridgewater is not the the most um uh, how do I say this? Well, he's uh, injury prone. That's I what guess. I, I want to say. I think it's fair to so call him. He's right? injury prone. So with that being the case, you know, Drew Locke, if that defense does continue to ball out and, and will should like they look on paper, Drew Locke could come in and help you win some games too. I I like Drew Locke. I mean, he looked good at the start of preseason, right? Yeah. I figured if anything, they might go with him. But I mean, you brought in Teddy Bridgewater for, for a reason. And like I said, like with the right weapons and if you're able to protect them and if that defense – stays healthy because I like what they were able to do in the offseason as well. They had Kyle Fuller to the secondary. So I'm a big crazy. Kyle Fuller guy. Kyle Fuller. And all he has to do is stay healthy. You got Vic Fangio, who is a defensive-minded head coach. Yep. And also, like, he's kind of on the hot seat here. Like, they have to do something. They're not going to be able to win seven games if he wants to keep his job. You know, I didn't necessarily really love that hire. I loved him as a defensive coordinator, but, you know, I just didn't know that. Um, I don't know if he's if, if, he, if he's head, a head coach. Who, Fangio? Um, yeah, but last year, man, just tons of injuries, games lost due to COVID. You know, Von Miller was messed up. Cortland Sutton, like Cortland Sutton, has to stay on the field because everybody's so high on him. I remember like Chris Sims did his top ten wide receiver yeah. list, and he had him above Devonte Adams, which is ridiculous. And I know you would remember that. Von Miller is also a guy who's always going through an injury or something um, in terms of his status too. But yeah, like they have Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby. Patrick Sertan. Right. And I'm just looking at the schedule, dude. Who's like last throw year. Right, exactly. And last year they faced uh the fifth toughest schedule in the entire league, in the NFL. This season the schedule should ease up pretty nicely for them. Um, and they receive a gift. They get the Lions as their seventeenth opponent. So that seventeenth game, which I know some players were dreading, some don't mind it so much, they get the Detroit Lions, who are gonna be brutal this year. So I'm pretty high on the Broncos this year, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, you know, a lot of people thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be their starting quarterback. We knew that was coming. I was waiting for that to come up. <laughs> well, a lot of people were talking about it, obviously. He played golf with John Elway in the offseason, allegedly. Although I don't even know if that's I was ever. Say, is that legal? I don't even know. No, it's not. It would have been tampering. That's, that's why exactly people, tampering. People were complaining about it. So I'm pretty high on the Broncos. You know how I, lo- I like on the Broncos as well, offensively speaking? KJ Hamler. I love KJ Hamler. And of course, him beside Jerry Judy. Um, you got Noah Fant there as well at the tight end position, which Noah Fant, I feel like some news came out about him um, this year or earlier today. Maybe it was, okay, latest update, Fant's going to be ready for week one. He was dealing yeah, with he's that gonna be, yeah. leg. And, of course, K.J. Hamler also uh, was sick, uh, didn't participate in their last preseason game against the Rams, but he should be fine as well. K.J. Hamler out of Penn State. Maybe I'm a Penn State fan. Am I, am I, do I live and breathe Penn State? I love K.J. I think he's such a speedster, 5'9", 178, 22 years old. Uh, I think he's going to be a really uh, uh, a nice compliment to Jerry Judy in that offense. And they, they have a solid team, I yeah. feel like. It's just like, is Fangio going to be able to, to coach them up to win enough games to be relevant? 
is Teddy Bridgewater taking that team ceiling and raising it, or is it just going to be like an extremely average team this year? That's the question. But if I'm looking at their win total, like you said, I'm going to lean the over because on offense and defense, I think I heard Kim Barkley make this comparison earlier on You Better You Bet. You guys can go back and listen to that on the Odyssey um, app, um, the BetQL network. I think I heard Kim Barkley make the um, comparison between the Denver Broncos and, of course, the Washington football team. Yeah. And I think Nick kind of rebuffed it, but I, I think I'm going to have to side with, with, with Ken here because you look at the quarterback position, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Teddy Bridgewater. Nobody's going to misconstrue them as a, a, an elite quarterback, but nobody's going to say they stink and they're not going to be good for your team. They're leaders. They, they play the position the right way. They can go out there and execute. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to do anything. Well, Fitzpatrick probably throws more interceptions than most, but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to do that. The offensive weapons, you got Jerry Judy, you got a young receiver. Terry McLaurin, uh, just all of pass catches all over the place, and the defense is stacked. We didn't even talk about Justin Simmons and Raheem Jackson. Like, they have so many, like, some good safeties, too. But is that team going to be average, or are they going to be a true competitor? Now, in the NFC East, if the Washington football team is average or above average, they'll win the division because yeah. that's all it takes. But in the AFC West, you got to be great, especially yeah. with, of course, the Chiefs. Well, you just have to be better than – the Chargers, the Ra- and the Raiders. Well, and that's the thing. So I played two win totals, actually, in the same division. I took the uh, Chiefs over. I think the Chiefs, at worst, are a 13-4 football team, unless, you know, knock on wood, Mahomes goes down. I mean, even if they lose anybody on the offensive side of the ball other than Mahomes, like we saw Mahomes do it last year, really the second half of the year, right. uh, without an offensive line. He lost both tackles, obviously, in the Super Bowl, which is why they put up nine points against Tampa Bay. I'm also playing the Broncos over the eight-and-a-half wins. I'm doing absolutely nothing with the Raiders. Again, it is probably a make-or-break year for John Gruden. Mike Mayock. I don't think he's good. They open up that stadium with actually fans there this year. Derek Carr, what kind of year is he going to have? I bet you it's just another Derek Carr-type year. And remember not, when Derek Carr was in the MVP conversation? Yeah, remember when they went to the playoffs that year and then he got he, he went down though, and when then Latavius it was Connor, Connor was there. Connor Cook had to start a playoff game for him. Man. Michigan that, State legend though. Was that Latavius? Latavius Murray. Oh, I don't even remember. Derek Carr. It wasn't Jared Cook there. Jared Cook was there, I believe that tight year. end. Yeah, I'd have to go back. I, I they just had remember some Derek Carr ballers there, man. Yeah. Uh, Also, you got the Chargers in that division, and I know a lot of people are high on the Chargers, and I think Justin Herbert will continue to ball out. Um, But I I, I got a hard read on that. I I don't really know. I mean, last year. I'm kind of fading the Chargers right now. I was really high on them when I just think about the the thought of Justin Herbert in another year in the system and improvements across the offensive line. I mean, they just went and stole everybody talented on the offensive line from Green Bay and just put him in front of Justin Herbert. Yeah, you got um, Brian Balaga there. Yeah. You got uh, Corey Lindsley. Two of the highest-paid offensive linemen in the NFL. But you got a new head coach in Brandon Staley. What's sure Brandon did. Staley, you know? so um, Defensive-minded coach, by the way, so hopefully that improves that defense. They didn't do a lot of improving their defense from a roster standpoint, but they do bring in Staley. Yeah, so those are my two plays for the division. I'm going over on the Broncos, over on the Chiefs. What could possibly go wrong with the Broncos? Uh, and if anything, I'd go under on the Raiders, who continue to be a disaster. And I just don't like what they've been doing through the drafts. I mean, I love Jacobs and whatnot, but like, I just feel like they just take Alabama, Clemson players, anybody that's in the college football playoff. And what's crazy is Mike Mayock was so good at his job with the NFL Network, doing the draft recaps and previews. He was. But yet, like, I don't really love the drafts. I'm blaming John you Gruden know? for that. John Gruden is not good anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? When are we going to – John Gruden's best years – Minus the Super Bowl victory that he got, was quarterback 
camp. Yeah, those are beautiful. I miss so those, I'd rather actually. Wa- you know what? I'd rather watch 17 weeks of John Gruden's quarterback camp than watch him coach the Las Vegas Raiders for the next 17 weeks in the NFL. I don't want to see it. I don't care. And the thing is, the, the Raiders are just so stupid. What they, didn't they give him like a 10-year contract? Yeah. His, his, con- his contract is like 10 years, 100 some million dollars to coach. It's stupid. It's phenomenally dumb. So what do you do after? Do you just eat that money after the season? Like when it's time to go ahead and move on? Like what if he doesn't, what if he doesn't succeed this year? What if he doesn't prove that he can coach and reclaim those um, glory days back in Tampa? It's year three or is it year four? So many years, his uh, contract, 10 years, 10 million. I mean, excuse me, $100 million. Man, I wish I could. You know what? I'm going to start. What am I going to start? I'm gonna Your start, own quarterback camp? I'm going to start a quarterback camp, but I'm trying to see what is. what do I know as much as John Gruden knows quarterback play? I'm going to start a working out in between commercial breaks camp because I, I know it to a T. And in about three years, oh, and I'm going to start. I'm going to start a WNBA camp. Come on. WNBA handicapping camp, and as soon as I, I'm going to step away from a little bit, and I want people to throw the bag at me. Odyssey, you listening? In four years, call me. I'm going to be the WNBA handicapper, and I want 10 years, 100 million cold ones. Crisp, too. And I don't want the blue faces. I want the old green ones. I want to have some personality. I don't want the blue strip. I want the, the ones that kind of look counterfeit now when you hold them up in the light. Yeah, I like that idea. That's all I have about John Gruden. He stinks! I like that idea a lot. But yeah, there's two plays for me. The Broncos and the uh, Chiefs over. The Chiefs, I mean, you could look at that and say it's inflated, but again. The Chiefs Patrick total Mahomes, could be dude. 17, I'll still take the over. Yeah. I'm gonna. Speaking of overs, I'll be playing a lot of their overs as well, too. 